0: Be feature Take Pressionist Christine Sioni. This episode was originally recorded on June 22nd, our regular Take Pressionist Salon virtual meeting, hosted by Davanti and Colleen Gober. I'm Giovanna, I'm the host of Arbit. We interview artists and talk about art, open for collaboration, partnership, and sponsorship email me at doublewoman at gmail.com. being said, uh, Christine, would you like to start your presentation? Absolutely. Um, That was amazing. Like I honestly never thought about how work that's done before has new tools to describe it that can almost recontextualize the work. And uh, yeah, that's mind-blowing. I'm still absorbing that. (laughs) Right <laughs> now. Um, okay, I'll share my screen. Uh, dunk, dunk. I need to move my controls here. Hi, everyone. Um, Hi. <laughs> so, so, this is me. I kind of like to live in exactly this space that I'm showing you right now. Um, this was, um, it's a, a long series of. of I like to think about them as spatial paintings. I've been working with cones of light for a while. Um, before that, I was working with lines and dots, and and really way before that, I was just working with lights. This is an I, I. love that Victor showed student work because this is an undergraduate piece they did when I was <clears throat> engineering. And I switched all my classes to art, and I called my parents and I said I just changed to an art major. <laughs> they were like, "You can come home and go to community college." So I. Sort of dumped all of that and went the very next day back to my engineering classes. But um, this was a sort of pieces of plywood. My dad was a wood shop teacher, an industrial arts teacher. He was always psyched that he could give kids like an actual skill that they could go on to a living from, which is probably part of his, you know, disinterest in my doing art. But this was plywood that was cut into eighth-inch increments, and it was like pretty regimented. I was working with a band saw for the first time; and it was kind of intense. But uh, these were just twelve by twelve, and I just there's only one of them, and I changed the way the light <clears throat> landed on it and photographed it. Um, but my inspiration is kind of from everywhere, definitely light-driven made in shape. I had spent a ton of time doing figure drawing work. Um, and then interested in natural phenomena like these little worms that live up on the beach that create like crazier patterns than, than humans. Or paper towels, um, shout out to the Pen- Penrose guy um, for bounty and those patterns. And also the way that nature carves into space. So I'm, I'm jumping through time and this is actually, I'm gonna show you a piece based on these carvings through time um, by water a piece about reflection that I did at Shirley Fireman that I had great uh, aspirations for this piece, but I think it was, it was challenging to see for most people that I got what I wanted, which was taking the water shapes that I had photographed and redrawn, transferring them onto the wall as rivers, and then cutting what I saw as uh, human interventions in the shape of roads through them with tape or um, just plastic tape. Um, and then you would see the way the light changed or you would sense yourself in the reflection, which is the abstract of the uh, reverse of the water. <clears throat> um, these drawings I did when I was pregnant with my first child. I have three kids uh, in 2001, 2002, and they kind of constantly come back from my work in a way that I wasn't really thinking of. Um, this was much later, like several, like three or four years later, but their animations in space using simple Christmas lights and all kinds of bric-a-brac behind the uh the translucent projection surface it was a real projection surface this piece changed my life entirely so um i don't know if any of you guys know Mabu Minds ruth malachek but she walked can you hear that audio probably not um there's audio with it But she walked into a show that i did and she said to me um Christine, I want you to do a video installation for my next show. And I said, Ruth, what's the projection surface? This is such a great opportunity. And she said, oh, there isn't one. It's a scaffold. So I quickly started thinking about projection surfaces as the absence of a surface um, and working with kind of what remains of a surface. So from there, I went on to working with lines of light. we this piece at um, White Oak in Florida. It was a two-week residency, and I got a lot of chances to um, experiment. And so I was experimenting with lines of light which become planes through space, and how they would intersect that scaffold. So here in um, Frederica Taylor Gallery, I don't know if any of you guys remember, she passed away a few years ago, I constructed the network of string and then projected lines of light through the string. Uh, I think this one, yeah. yeah. So this is at Islip Art Museum, and this is what happens when you project rotating lines of light through a network of string. Um, I've worked with this for a pretty long time as a concept. <clears throat> and let's see, fast-forwarding through. The, the lines can only, the points of light can only be where they are, <clears throat> but because you're in the dark, you don't really understand where it's coming from until your eyes dark adapt. So dark adapting for me is something that I like to play with when people experience my work. It takes about 45 minutes to dark adapt. Some people actually do sit down, lay down on the floor, and uh, let it all happen, which I love. Um, I'm going to pause this. Sorry, I don't know how to pause it. I do want to share audio for this, but I don't know if you, can you give me a thumbs up if you hear audio when I play this? Probably not. So these kids are actually uh, screaming in space and jumping. And a oscilloscope is, here, let me see. Let's take, let me get that back. Uh, uh, uh. Well, maybe it's not time to mess with it, but I did want you guys to be able to hear this. You know, Christine, if maybe if you go out and take out sure my- you screen... <laughs> we share the screen but but make sure you hit those uh, check those two boxes for Oh, which you know, boxes? Share audio. To, when you if you if you stop sharing screen for okay. a moment and then share screen again. Okay, stop share. And, and before you tap on something, look for those boxes to check at the bottom. Okay, share screen and then No, I can't. It's okay. Okay. Well, if I do a new share? I don't want to stop the flow here. Is, oh, sure. Sound. Hmm. All right, let's see. Is that better? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, now. Good. oh, OK, good. So I was playing, you know, there were people who'd come in and do a uh, saxophone um, sounds, and there was someone who was, <coughs> all right, it's hard to talk when they're talking. Um. And anyway, all kinds of sounds would come through the space. This, this is another riff on the line piece, but I, you know, looked at it again not so long ago, like maybe uh, two years ago or a year ago, just before COVID. This is in a space called Bisop Projects in Greenport, where I took over like kind of a tiny space in the gallery. And Colin actually saw this piece, which I think is how he found me. Uh, this is from. a A while back, after I was working with straight pieces of string, I was working with like networks of brambles and bushes, going out and harvesting and bringing things back and inhabiting spaces, uh, galleries. And this is the Edward Hopper House Museum um, up in Nyack. And then Carol Kravnick, she's still on invited me to do a residency at South Fork Natural History Museum after we accidentally ended up talking when a reservation I made for a Warhol um, walkthrough was... <laughs> I was too late. I was like three days too late to reserve. But she said, hey, I looked at your website. Do you want to do something with us? Um, so I started working with fabric during that residency with lines and inter- through like a, a, a mesh of fabric. And this is my friend and collaborator Janneke Pirna, who's an Estonian artist who works a lot with lines and she also does amazing movements. So I invited her to come and do a performance with just a single line of light in the the, uh, space during the residency. And her husband was one of the people who played sound with the oscilloscope. Um, I like to bring joy to people. So I've worked with like uh, children's museums and set up projection installations where they get to do graffiti and, um, you know, with their family and then photograph it. And then we'd give them the photographs for a fundraiser. This was for um, Children's Museum of Art in the city. But it was just a really simple, you know, set up, white background, white platforms, and they could adjust them however they wanted and they could pick a background. Um, but there was a lot of bonding. It was a really sweet, sweet project. Uh, this is for art in general. Frederica Taylor brought me in to, to do a piece for the gala. They were honoring Fang Bully and Lisa Dennison. Um, it was 2016. Um, and then this is this was at Spring Break Art Show. I don't know if any of you got to Moynihan Station um, before, you know, when it was the old post office in Disarray and uh, Spring Break Art Show did a piece a couple of years there. Um, I traveled to a couple of three actually uh, light festivals. This is an old, old church in Hildesheim, Germany. They were really worried about the lift going over the wooden floors. So we had to move plywood every time we had to move the lift. It was a complete nightmare. This piece went up really high into the the ceiling. I think it was, it ended up being like 30 feet high because we were also working from an upper balcony uh, here's, here's, the, here's the church. So it was freezing cold, but it was a light festival and it was uh, really fun, actually. And you can see the upper balcony up there, probably more like 25 feet by the time you got up there. And these are, I probably should have said, you know, I went from working with lines of, of lines to working with circles. This was at Smack Mellon Gallery in 2016. The curator there had seen the, the piece at Spring Break Art Show and invited me, Suzanne Kim, was now up in Rhode Island, um, to come and, and work in this space, which became this space when I got through with it. It looked three very cold weeks later. Actually, it was more like a month and a half, but they, they let me work in this space. Um, they had an extra slot between shows, and so I just went in every day with literally seven wool sweaters and put the piece together with um, string, and broke my fear of heights by going way up uh, into that pocket on the upper left. Just terrifying for me, who didn't like heights, but had no other options. I wanted to do the work. Um, It was built on a structure of string. I've since just started pinning the work, like only pins, um, which makes a lot lighter piece. These were by photographer Paul Warchal, who's an architectural photographer. That music was from Bodan Heelish, who put together a score. Um, he, the piece was called Royal at Smack Mellon, and he put together a score with his band called The Royal Noise. called on, I'm going to let my... Um, and he had musicians. There was Chris Nappy on percussion, and um, Shazad Ishmail on um, like a tiny little guitar, often a corner. Everyone inha- all the musicians inhabited the space in different ways. Um, that's Bodan On, on I think he had a, I forget a bass clarinet. It's a, it was amazing. This was I was invited to Indianapolis to do a piece at the Heron Art Gallery. Um, there's a, an art school there. And they gave me a couple of thick, moving walls. So I put this the sculpture, a the soft sculpture, over those walls. Um, and this piece is called Subsume. You can see, like, kind of a corner poking out on the far left side. The space was incredible, it was over 100 feet long. And my family came for the night to visit, which was very sweet. And in a lonely place, um, there we go. This is at the Math Museum in Cologne. They never actually turned off the lights for me, which was a a bit of torture, but it was um, another another art festival, light festival. And here's when you were walking up those sort of grand stairs of, of you up into one of the pieces coming down the column. And then, I, you know, I'd like to, to not be snobby about the work. So <clears throat> I was, I did a piece in this very small, pretty fun um, gallery in Williamsburg by Piero Gunduz. And then there's a, a long, narrow hallway. And I said, well, this is the site that I want to inhabit. So I inhabited a space for this piece. And then I was um, asked to do, by actually Paul Miller, DJ Spooky, who spoke, I think, last time, connected me. This is Pablo Molina, who's an amazing um, video uh, guy, uh, engineer, special effects person. He edge blended, I think it was 10 projectors for me to project onto the um, let me pause for a second, onto the crowd at the first global Citizen Festival. The idea was that um, it was about the power of one person to change their circle and change the world around them. Um, and it fit in with their mission for their their very first festival in Central Park. The, the audience was a like canvas, and I got Seeger Ross to give me the music for the day. You can by the end, you can see the people there. Um, I also like to use projections of imagery. So I went to Hilda, um, sorry Denmark, to the Kattegat coast and um, interviewed a bunch of people who were all related, basically, to the owner of this ice house where they used to store um, ice and fish, and um, collected their photographs and did a like a, not a performance, but a, a light performance of sorts, and then the. Um, the kids, I invited the, that was my mobile projection unit, and I invited the kids to do some graffiti on, on their ancestors, which went, didn't go over that well with the uh, some of the people there in the town, but the kids had a great time. So these um, drawings come kind of back to me over and over again. I did a collaboration with my friend, Bastian Schmidt at the Southampton Art Museum. And my piece was to install, uh, this wasn't that long ago, it was about three years ago, to install a series of um, string drawings, rope drawings. And then Bastien installed a grid. And then the other artists started to inhabit those spaces and the string and the walls around us. Um, And I get a lot of joy out of working with other people. And I know being an artist is usually a solo enterprise. yeah, so old obsessions never leave. <laughs> so then I went back to that piece again this year, except I did my own corner installation. But I wanted people to interact with it. So the idea is there were seven pulleys on the wall and you could manipulate this piece into your own drawing. Um, but then, again, those details just kept going back to those drawings I did when I was pregnant with my first son. Um, who's now 19. Uh, the there. Uh, I have a piece up right now in Tribeca, and it's a small installation, but I had the opportunity to um, have a talk there with Paul and a physicist, Stefan Alexander, who's putting a book out called Fear of a Black Universe, An Outsider's Guide to the Future of Physics. Stefan Alexander is his name. And um, Stephanie Keith, who did the infamous, famous photographs of the Capitol invasion. And um, my friend Nicole and uh, Hartnett, who did these uh, photographs of black um, objects on a dark black background and gray background that kind of like obscure the idea that it's photography and the nature of light. And then Martin Schuller, who is a famous photographer, celebrity photographer. So it was nice that we could all kind of meet in this space and have a talk about a lot of different things, physics, Dark matter. I mean, I was, and and uh, politics. But that's what I like about art—that it can kind of give you a place to talk about things. Um, I do projection interventions as well. Uh, this I did in East Hampton on a windmill the night that that Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. Um, I put together a projection series to get out the vote. Um, this was a piece that I projected for pro- Project Your Vote through Center for Artistic Activism. And then I put together uh, 60 artists who had projections from St. Ann's Warehouse through the East End, trying to get people to get out to vote. So this was my contribution to those videos. And um, today we're voting out where I live in New York, and I think in a lot of other places in, uh, in the country. Let me get to the punchline, there we go. And, um, yeah, these are, this was a guild hall out in East Hampton, and my kid was in second grade at the time. This is class, having fun. And that's that. (laughs) Thank you for listening. See you next time.